Listen up, Sydney. Mick Malloy is back on Triple M. So buckle up. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Mick and MG in the morning. And it is a Tuesday morning up and out of Sydney. We're not here for a haircut. How are you, MG? You're excited today. What's going on? Well, Mickey, as I said to you in uh, in the coffee room before the show, um, I have had a special delivery yesterday. My... Mm. My Michael Van Gerwen darts arrived. And as you know... The Michael Van Gerwens? <laughs> the MVGs. My MVGs. The VGs. And why are they good? A high cap, well, by the way. I should have said a low <laughs> off the top. Yes, to what are you doing? What's happening? Well, he's, he's, why are we uh, waiting he, by the letterbox for these? <laughs> because I'm right... As you know, I'm right into my darts at the moment. And I thought, yeah. I'm gonna, I've, I've got to go next level. I've got, to, I've got to try and get some professional darts and just see how, how I can take it. So they arrived yesterday, last night. I had a my first... 180 I hit last night with these new darts. So I'm coming to okay. get someone. Was that a big someone, moment? A big oh, it's a massive it's massive. It's like Was there like a pitch a... invader? Did someone streak <laughs> across the front? What, what only happened? my only my family. Yeah, only my family. <laughs> <laughs> and what makes a good dart? I think uh, the weight of it, the 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 kind of the posture, the the, the you know, the aerodynamics of it, it just it goes into the board a lot easier than the, the, the clunky ones you get with the board. So I'm, uh, I'm going to get some more. Uh, cause my so you're looking for could... board penetration is what you're yeah. looking for. <laughs> exactly. What about exactly. flight path? Do they make a flight... sound? It's like when Warney Bowl's a flipper that you get that. <laughs> what Almost. happens? Well, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It's, 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 you, you, you see it coming out of the, the hand a lot better, and it just – when it hits the board, it just makes that better sound than normal darts. And I, it does I, players like golfers, you know, golfers see uh, if if you hand a golfer a, a driver <laughs> and they hit it well, it's like a five hundred dollar golf shot because they now go out and buy that. Driver. And they keep it. If if you lent that dart to another player and he uh, chucked a bullseye or a triple twenty, is he going to yep. go? I need a set of those darts. Put it this way, my um, my youngest son who is twenty one, he's kind of. Second to me at the house, so I'm 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 the number one seed. He's number two. He wants, he now has used my Michael Van Gerwen darts last night, and he said, "Dad, can I get a pair?" So, yep, uh, I said, "Go for it, buddy. You you've got your own money. Go and get one hundred and forty-nine dollars worth of darts." Is there like a first dart, second dart, a third dart, or can you throw them in any order? Uh, do, you have a, do you have a lead-off dart? Yeah, no, in no, any order with darts. Do you have order. a caddy? Do you have a caddy who hands you your darts? <laughs> yeah, my beer. My beer and my vodkas, yes. <laughs> See, I would have thought, instead of spending more money on a set of darts, you should spend more money on beer, and the drunker you get, the That's better you, you throw darts. I tried that throw a house Saturday night. I tried that on you Saturday did that? night. And a lot of holes in the wall, put it that way. I expect to hear a lot more perfect games thrown by the big fella. You yeah. will, buddy. You will. All right. What about you, Kat? Do you get any special deliveries overnight? <laughs> <laughs> I was also very active. I played tennis with my brother-in-law. Oh, good tennis? Work. Yeah. Did you break any rackets? Um, I actually I didn't break one, but I did do a little bit of a loft to the fence after I served a double fault. I'm very competitive. So, you are. Yeah, you got to look out. In you anything. don't see much... Racket breaking at, at amateur level, do you? No. Seems no. to be those, seems to be only people who were given 20 for every game. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I have one that costs $200. I am not doing anything than a light toss to the fence. What's your brand? What's, what's your brand? What uh, mine's a Prince, so I've gone quite oh, a they are Prince. Yeah. Don't they have the massive head? They do. They, well, they, there's also a head, like there's actual a head brand. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a head brand. <laughs> 
But didn't the prince used to have the massive head? Wasn't it like the you know, twice the short, size? Short, like a novelty yeah, racket. Stem, long head. Not yeah. a novelty racket. <laughs> it was like, oh, look, go to a song, you lot. Tick tock, Checking the latest online. It's Mick Talk. This is a story being talked about all over the internet. Uh, a man serving 15 years for murder has tried to escape prison disguised as a sheep. <laughs> now, I'm sure he's a master criminal, this bloke. He was a criminal, uh, wasn't he? <laughs> They're calling him a real-life wolf in sheep's clothing. Well done, everybody. Uh, Jose Luis Calasea Diaz uh, oh, wow. attempted to escape the... Oh, come on now. <laughs> no, no, no um, that was a dead, genuine attempt. Chonchacaro. Chonchacaro. <laughs> can, I, can I buy a vowel? Uh, yes. Maximum security prison in Bolivia early this month by wrapping himself in a sheepskin <laughs> and crawling through the grassland surrounding the jail. <laughs> yeah, of all the great prison escapes, we've had, we've had the bird man from Alcatraz, now we've got yes. the sheep guy from Chonchacaro. <laughs> what is he in a sheepskin? Like a... <laughs> What's and then that? he gets in the getaway car and disguises himself as a sheepskin car seat cover. <laughs> oh, crawling, cra- he's crawling through the grass surrounding the jail. Because right? that would be hard because you'd really want to take off, but you'd have to stop and eat some grass. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you? He'd be, shitting, he'd be shitting himself too. He'd have loads of dags out the back. <laughs> Dry pellets. Dried pellets. He'd be strafing the room. You make his fleece, a fleece coat. How's he getting a fleece coat in there anyway? Oh, it's Bolivia. Listen, I think the walls are made out of paper mache. To be yeah, fair, yeah, they have to be. So the fact the that he's got out, he might use his fleece coat. Why he's got a fleece coat? Sneak past security. Well, how are they not going to recognise you <laughs> as you you're indoors? <laughs> he's attempted to break through one of the prison's external walls. Uh, oh, they got him. Yeah, they got him. No, oh, they got him. <clears throat> oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping he'd still be on the run. I was, I was hoping we'd, so they'd say, still be on the lookout for any, <laughs> a man wearing a sheepskin cover grazing in your back garden. Photo of his bizarre attempt at escape show the prisoner crawling around on all fours in a field in the coat before he was taken back into custody. Oh, there oh, wow. is a mugshot I would like to see. He'll... Uh, yeah, well, be, <laughs> I don't know. We'll be, we'll be making egg boots soon. In that, in the, in the, what do they call it? What part of the jail is it where they do the? Oh, the, oh, the. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've never uh, been to sewing. Craft room. The dormitory. Craft room. The jail. Yes, there is a craft room <laughs> where you learn see? a skill. Oh. This Mick talks over. <laughs> Talk to you guys about art. Oh. Um, are you au fait with the art world, MG? You'd spend a bit of time in the gallery, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing I am arty is, is i done art as an elective in year 11 and 12. And, um, let's just and what did you do? Like, did you paint? Were you a sculpture? Yeah, you... I, was more, I was more of a horizon man. I, I was always had a penchant for, or penchant for um, painting <laughs> Paintings, you know, the, the skyline. I'd always do the city, and I'd always put the Harbour Bridge right in the middle. So. <laughs> what are you painting? Like old panel vans or something? What are you doing, mate? My, my, my canvas. The, the, all right, my... all right. Cat, what about you? What was your... Uh... 
I'm, I was a potter. I, I was shortlisted oh. for Art Express. I'll yeah, but, yeah, but we, know you, we know you're a potter. What about the <laughs> art? <laughs> so you're a potter. You're on the wheel. <laughs> what, 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 what was the famous film? Oh, uh, ghost. Oh, ghost, of course. Oh, I wish ghost, you love that. Arms around. That's that's what we should do in this show. That's a very handsy ghost, by the way. Yeah, it yes. was. Everyone goes, isn't it romantic? Trust me, guys. If you walk up to a woman on the pottery wheel and start <laughs> grabbing her on, on the cans from behind, it's See, not going to be perceived as quite as romantic as the girls make out. Mickey, why isn't that woke? So why isn't that uh, show woke? <laughs> I know it'll be cancelled. Ghost culture. Um, well, Triple M here has a fine, uh, and I'll get to why I'm talking about this in a minute, but I remember many years ago at Triple M in Sydney, I went to the Gallery of New South Wales where <laughs> Triple M sponsored an exhibition. So Guy Dobson and Peter Harvey were both yes. heavily involved in art and they had decided Triple M were going to uh, sponsor this huge art exhibition of post-impressionist art. You know all those Picasso-y type yeah. yep. Uh, yep. stuff and it was really full on and it was surreal because you'd pull up to the, the gallery and there'd be two like Black Thunders parked out the front and chick, <laughs> chicks giving away cans of icy cold coke and, and, and a key and, ring and, and, and a key ring and all that stuff. But we're at the gallery and I swear this conversation happened and I'm standing there looking at a piece of art and a, and a Triple M DJ walks up beside me and I won't Name him. Oh, I could. He's at another. It rhyme with, what's it rhyme with? I'll tell you later. I'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm working out if I can or I can't. I'll let you know. <laughs> he's he's on another station at the moment. Oh, oh I know who you're talking about. As we speak, as we speak, and okay. uh, he comes up beside me, and we're looking at this. You know, this Picasso-y type weeping woman. Say so she's got like fractured noses and eyes and all that stuff. And he goes, what do you make of that, Biggie? I go, oh, you know, that's all right. He goes, yeah, but would you root her? Oh! <laughs> yeah, now I, I definitely know who you're talking about. And I, and I, <laughs> exactly who you're talking about. And I go, you know, for, as art criticism goes, I've never heard anything <laughs> on you, that level before. So Would you? Ah, oh, you know, if I did a couple. <laughs> I, <laughs> couple of furfies. But it was uh, a huge discussion had by all. Uh, I'm bringing this up because a Coons balloon dog. Now, you may or may not know these, but they're quite famous. And they range, they can be everything to two stories high to 40 centimetres tall. They're yep. famous uh, by an artist called Jeff Coons, who's huge. And he makes, they look like proper balloon animals, but they're porcelain. Mm. Yeah. So if you touch them or drop them, they break. They smash. Uh, as opposed to the normal lit cigarette, uh, the, the, norm, the normal balloon animal, which you can just attack with a lit cigarette. Um, and a woman has done this. Uh, she has uh, knocked over one of these. Oh, it shattered. No. And it's worth 61000 and she's got to pay up. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll talk about it more on the other side. But in the meantime, we want to know, what have you broken? What have you broken that's of great value? Uh, we've got prizes today. We'll take we your calls. Get involved. Indeed. Some idiot in an art gallery has knocked over a $60,000 Coons balloon dog. Uh, if you've seen them, you'll know what I'm talking about. They look like balloon dogs, but they're made out of porcelain. Uh, they will smash into thousands of pieces. And someone's done it. What an embarrassing uh, moment. Oh, uh, what? Maybe it was a protester. Have you seen all these protesters lately are going yes. in? And uh, I, don't, 
I don't understand how wanting a greener planet or getting people to stop meat is equated to going and vandalising a piece of art. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't oh, work for yeah, me. Spray painters, spray paint and everything. Yeah, what a wonderful. Correct. Is. Anyway, so the balloon animal, the coon's balloon dog, has, well, been put down in the gallery, <laughs> uh, so to speak. I'd like to see a coon's balloon dog with the lipstick out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean oh, that'd be fun to look at. Or a, or a coon's balloon dog with a bucket on its head. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Slight <laughs> variation, <laughs> coons. Uh, what about you guys? Have you uh, ever damaged anything or broken anything? We'll start with you, MG, that was of great value. Okay, so uh, back in oh, 1990, um, I'm playing footy, but I, I was only, you know, we, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you would train, you play on Sunday, so you had some spare time. So me and a couple of mates decided to get a business going. We're going to do some some landscaping and, and lawn yep. mowing. Bought a, uh, bought a really hot um, SS Commodore Ute with uh, MG management on the side. It was Panther colours. <laughs> the only thing it was, any problem was it was manual, and I couldn't drive manual at the time. So oh. on our second day on the job, we're at St Mary's on Queen Street, and I'm about to drive the car. I said, look, I'll, I'll drive. I've got to learn somehow. The lights went green. I've kangarooed the, this brand-new ute out in the middle of the <laughs> expressway. This car came in T-boning me. Bang. There you go. Everything was okay. No no injuries. Um, but the car was a write-off. So we'd never – There ever, it is. $25,000 car, gone. And new business, gone. And business, gone. It. Never all, went back all, all in one fell swoop. What about you, Kat? I was a tour guide in Europe for a couple of years, and the amount of times I had to stop people from grabbing the statue of David's ass or just stupid (laughs) drunken stuff. But one bloke, we were in this beautiful park in Madrid, and he's like, oh, I can, I'm an ex-gymnast, I can do flips. And I was like, all right, mate. And he does these flips and ended up like ending a bit short and fly kicks this statue it, yeah. Like literally knocked the hand off it um, from this beautiful park in Madrid. <laughs> there you go, idiot. Ah, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. I we did something similar. Me and a mate were in the Gold Coast uh, many years ago, of course. Anyway, yeah. picked up a couple of these girls, went back to their apartment, and it was clearly their dad's apartment or parents' apartment. Because it was like worth millions of dollars, and I said to him, and there was art everywhere, and I said to my mate, "Don't do anything stupid here, All right? Let's just play it cool." Anyway, one of the girls, girls has put something in like a, a big sort of like a Rolling Stones song on, and he's come flying across the couch and karate kicked a vase. <laughs> <laughs> right off it, it smashed, uh, smashed, I turned around and there's two open doors out to a balcony and him just gone. <laughs> I'm out. That was it. And once a jet ski, oh, we were off, we were oh, off yeah. a, 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 in, in the bay and uh, we hired two jet skis and uh, we, I don't know why, in the middle of Port Phillip Bay, how do you run into another jet ski? Well, we oh, did. Anyway, and as we were coming back in, the guy goes, how'd you go out there? I go, well, there's no issues here. And the thing was so low, you couldn't see the, you couldn't see the jet ski, just the handlebars <laughs> and, and my head. I'm going, no drama. Dicky knees right Tanya, uh, what happened with you? Uh, what, uh, what did you break? I, uh, at my auntie's funeral when I was younger, I broke the oh. photo that had her photo displayed, oh. or the frame that had her photo displayed in no, it. No, At the actual yeah. funeral? How'd you do oh. it? It was at the wake. Um, I'm not sure. I think I just knocked it off. It was probably near the food bar. 
I'm not sure. Um, I knocked it off and it, it smashed and the whole thing, everyone just stopped and paused and I just burst into tears because I knew oh, what well I had done. Well done, Tanya. <laughs> Never get between Tanya and the food bar at a wake is all I'm saying. Jennifer's on the line. Jennifer, uh, what yeah. did you break or damage? Um, well, mom, many years ago, mum had this, oh, God, ugly vase. It was like, you know, the ones orange jug type things, the really ugly ones. Yeah. Many yeah. years ago. Yeah, anyway, yep. I didn't realise it was my gra- my mother's grandmother's vase when I threw it out. Oh, oh it. I, I was it work? Was it expensive? Oh, hell yeah, apparently so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was a lot. Because um, I've checked it up online since, and it was worth about 40000 <gasps> Oh, no. And I'm like, no. oh, dear, lucky mum passed away, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> lucky mum that's the line of the day. Lucky <laughs> mum passed <laughs> All right, let's go down and take, is it Neil? Let's have a listen. Neil, what did, what happened to you, mate? Hello? Hey, yes, Neil. Neil, tell us, what did you break? Um, we managed, not me specifically, but the couple I was with, we managed to break the chairlift at uh, Queenstown that goes up to the restaurant <laughs> at the top of the mountain. <laughs> and how did you do that? Um, we were leaving and... Um, the couple had a bit of a fight, and just before the chairlift went over the edge, mm. she's racked open the door and shut the whole thing down, and the oh, manager's come out. Oh, of course. Freaking yeah, it's, out, it's saying we're going to have to pay for helicopters to get the rest of the crew down. Oh, <laughs> 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 we have a new leader. <laughs> uh, all right, Lauren's on the line. Lauren, what was it? My bro- my mum, when we were kids, she used to have the Davo statue, the David from Rome. Oh, statue of oh, the David. statue of David. Mm. Which, yes. Which is, which my, is a... Yep, go. My, sorry, my brother wanted to take it to school for show and tell, and he dropped him and he broke his penis. So <laughs> then mum glued it back on, and then we also told her that he might get cold because it was winter. So she got a little piece of green material and wrapped it around his bits to keep him warm. <laughs> and keep okay. us happy. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a win-win. David's happy. Paul's <laughs> happy. Yes. You know, I have to say, and I, if I was David, I'd be a bit pissed off with that. I'd be filthy. It's, yeah. a, it's a tiny dick. Like, honestly, <laughs> he's, he's obviously sat for that on a freezing morning and he's not had any luck at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're sculpting me, give me a chop out, will you? <laughs> Can't you at so least hey, fl- fluff the pillows just a tad? That's one of the tiniest todgers I've ever seen on a statue. <laughs> I've got no arms, one leg, and, and, a, and a tiny dick. Poor David. That's a lot. But are we running out of marble here? What's the issue? Hey, guys, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk chess boxing. Who yes. do you can combine those two? We'll discuss. Oh. This has got you written all over it, MG. Oh, yeah. Com- Man, combine you. your physical and mental prowess. <laughs> Mick and MG in the morning. Yeah, the Aussie uh, tour of India goes from bad to worse. Um, yep. Pat Cummins, the captain, um, for personal reason, is on a plane as we speak uh, to come home and uh, see, maybe see a relative who's not doing so well. So, Pat, if we're... Um, if that's the case, mate, we're all behind you and we wish you good luck. But on, the, on another note, Davey Warner's elbow, he's coming home. Hazelwood hasn't played since New Year's Day because of a, an Achilles injury. He's coming home. Uh, and there's also word that Renshaw and Agar are, are going to be on a plane to come home as well. But in some good news, I suppose, it if you are... It could not have gone worse, mate. It could no. not have gone worse. We've, we've, we've lost the series in under six days. Amazing. And now it's like the evacuation of Saigon as every available player... <laughs> 
uh, tries to jump on the nearest helicopter as, <laughs> as it bunks out of town. It's like they're hanging to the guardrails underneath. Just get me out of here. I, it's, I, I they're, just, copying it. they're copying it deluxe over there. And the, even yeah. the, uh, every, every news agency around the world that follows cricket are giving it to them. And, but in some good news, uh, Green and Stark will play in the third test. Um, uh, overnight, we've heard um, a bit of a drama with the Dragons. Uh, this, Mickey, to give you a kind of comparison, I suppose that club that keeps stuffing up all the time in your code is St Kilda, probably? Well, yeah, probably. Keep making the news for all the wrong reasons, yes. Well, the Dragons, to give you a bit of a heads up, a couple of years ago, they broke curfew, broke protocols with COVID, and they had a barbecue at one of their players' houses. Um, <clears throat> they went on to not win, uh, to not win another game that season. Um Last year they were underachieving again. Well, now this is not the crime of the century, but this is what, what Denny Widler, this is what Denny Widler uh, broke on Channel Nine News last night. They were fine on their night out, according to my sources. But when they got back to their team hotel, the winning post, a heated exchange, it's been described to me, took place between two players and other players and other people at the Dragons had to step in to sort out the situation. Now, the Dragons are insisting there were no punches thrown between the players, but they're saying it's definitely a heated exchange. And the behaviour of the players, according to the Dragons, does not meet their club standards. They're going to be looking further into it. Okay, yeah, that's it's, not it's, a great it like, trip. It sounds like the dragons should be called the mirror because they're always looking into things. Um, yeah, at the moment, um, it's the hierarchy, Mickey. Um, look, I'm, 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 this is not the crime of the century. This is not you know having an argument with your players, but they just got their asses kicked by South Sydney in a in a charity shield match. There's nothing so let to me just check this out. The They've gone away to Mudgee. They're yep. part of a charity shield. They've lost the Rabbitohs. They've gone out. They've had a big night. They've come home and fought with each other. Yes? Uh, well, argued. Argued is, Arg- is the word. Uh, but, but so there was no scuffle? There was no... No scuffle. No scuffle. <sighs> but it's this uh, team again. It's, it's, it's the Dragons whose fans are disillusioned at the moment because uh, the, the, Mr. Griffin, the, the coach, uh, Hook Griffin, is under the pump. And this is the right. last thing they need. So the hierarchy have to step in. And, okay. and sort this shit out really quickly because we need dragon season goes from bad to worse. To know from someone who knows Mudgy very well, <laughs> and that's <laughs> our own Natasha Belling, and she's a newsbreaker. I can't believe she didn't get the call last night from all her sources on the ground in Mudgy. You know what's going on. Where would these guys have been out? Where were they staying? Tell me about the locations, Tash. Well, the winning post motel. I was Miss Mudgy in 1985. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Was that 1885 or 1985? I'm not sure. I went down the main street in a horse and cart. Yes. Oh, my God. Were you wow. really Miss Mudgie? No. Oh. I, love that. I oh. wish that was true. Oh, I really wish that was true. Oh. Okay, so you know all about it. Yeah, What about the Winning Post? What's What happens at the Winning Post? Okay, the Winning Post is a lovely motel in the, in, in the town. So most of the team was staying out. It used to be known as the Country Comfort. And when I grew up in Mudgee, the Country Comfort was this very fancy hotel which was out of town that Jimmy Barnes came and played at when we were younger. Exactly. Big names. So the rest of the team, from what I can understand, the Rabbitohs were staying, they were staying at the Country Comfort, which is out of town, about a 2K walk if you've had a couple of sherbets on the way out there. Safe. But the winning post is in town, so they probably would have gone to Kelly's Pub is in town. Not a lot of towns outside. What happens there? What happens at Kelly's Pub? Well... 
I used to go out Shearer's Nightclub, which was oh. above one of the Shearer's? Pubs. <laughs> Shearer's Nightclub. You're such and a rager. I, I did. It was a great hotel. And that those stairs were always difficult to judge afterwards. So Shearer's was upstairs, but they closed that down. Uh, and so Kelly's Pub stays open. There's a lot of venues to go to afterwards. Da- great the, dance floor at Kelly's Pub. The trouble yeah, started at Shearer's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, got, it's gone <laughs> down to Kelly's. <laughs> They've punched on all the way back and, to the winning post. And the Orientals on the corner. The Ori, which okay. they would have well, also gone to, the Oriental. Okay. There would have been a flare up there for sure. I feel like uh, <laughs> we're going to follow this story <laughs> yes. all morning yes. with Miss Bungie, 1985, <laughs> <Yeah>. Natasha <laughs> Belly. Thanks, Tash. <laughs> Wonderful. Next, there's been another dispute from the Americans about our wonderful show, Bluey. We'll no, talk about what? it next. Uh, Bluey, once again, has left Americans scratching their heads, wondering about how we pronounce certain words. They just never learn these. Idiots. Uh, so a new clip's gone viral on social media due to one word, airport, uh, is pronounced. I'm not going Air- to the airport. Yeah, you are. Here it is. We'll play that once again. Airport. I'm not going to the airport. Yeah, you are. It's just airport. You're just saying yeah, the word yeah. airport. I don't see what the problem is, but it has stumped Americans who are having their own bizarre attempts to say the word. I guess they say air, airport. Error. Uh, airport. Uh, let's have a listen to them. Well, we can't because we don't have that grab. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sparked an interesting conversation, though, Mick, about often we think about words, and of course, as journalists or newsreaders, the pressure's on always to get the words right. Have you ever had a, a, a word you can't say, or a, one that if you see coming up on the auto cue that you go. <laughs> I skip Uh-oh. over it. Uh, <laughs> phenomenon. Phenomenon. Oh. And I'll just say it, it was phenomenal. <laughs> I just Phenomenon. switch it straight Phenomenon. around. Phenomenon. Now, you're not the only newsreader no. to have that issue. <laughs> There's a newsreader from Melbourne. Is it Mel Walden? Yep. Lovely Mal, who yeah. I used to uh, work with. Who was uh, – this stumped him all the time. Have we got we Mel do. live on the cha- Channel 10 News? It was at the time. Now to an out-of-this-world phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this word. Phenomenon. Oh. <laughs> was that live? Yes. I love that was him. live. He, he, he had a few cracks at that uh, on different nights, and I think in the end they used to put it in his auto queue yes. just to annoy him. Yes. MG, I'm Ron Burgundy. MG, words that you can't pronounce, are they there? Uh, defibul- defibul- defibrillator. <laughs> defibrillator. Defibrillator. <laughs> I've got one at my gym, and. Uh, <laughs> What, what, have you, of, what have you got? At your, what have you got at your gym? A defibrillator. A defibrillator. Defib. Defib. No. Spell U- it out. D E F. It's a defibrillator. I B. Defib. Defibrillator. I L A T. Defib. Defibrillator, baby. Defib. Do you want to buy a vowel there? Is there something else we can do for you? I need more than a vowel, Mickey. Is that, the only, is that the only word? Is there, is there anything uh, okay. else? A lot of people, um, well, nice people out there, like to say that I can't say the word mid-sentence ask. I can say it like now. Using the sentence. I asked you to be I asked on you, time. I asked you to be. Mick, what about you? You must be able to say all right. I have. I've never made a mistake in my life. I'm like a a Shakespearean actor. (laughs) 
get, get stuffed a lot of years. Cat, is there a troublesome word for you? Yeah, and it's horrible when you're a music jock on uh, Triple M. I can't say garage. Garage? garage. Yeah, garage. That's it. Garage. So the Triple M garage session, I had to wow. say that for months you, when we were running what? the Triple M garage session. Say it again. Garage. <laughs> garage. Just say garage. it. Garage. 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 Oh, wow. Garage at Garage. That's, carport? That's, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Triple M carport session. That's what it should have been. Airport. Airport. Um, one, two, three, five, three. If you've got a word you can't say, ring us up and we'll laugh at you <laughs> for, for, for not being able to say it. You might get a prize. You never know. We'll Who definitely knows? give you a prize. We'll give you family pasta to Ronga Zoo. <laughs> There's trouble brewing over in America. They can't pronounce the word airport as it uh, was stated on Bluey. Airport? I'm not going to the airport. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Uh, I don't understand what all the confusion is. They're extremely dull, thick people. <laughs> Especially because you've been on Blue. You, you started well, on I've been Blue. Oh, I am. I was the only character uh, ever to have ass it's crack animated. The, le- the letterbox on, on, scene. <laughs> on Bluey down now. Hey, red card for you. Uh, we're asking words that you can't pronounce. And, of course, MG, you've already fired up with, what was it? Defibrillator. 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 And of course, it's defibrillator. Or is it, or isn't it? Hannah's on the line. What's your problem, Hannah? Well, my problem is that you guys need to go get your first aid certification rechecked because the word's actually defibrillator with an R. And no one, De- no one pronounced it right. Well, that's a bit Defib- like Defib- defibrillator. 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 Yeah. Guy Leach, the Iron Man, he was the one who's come to my gym and, and installed it. And he said, well, he told me the right words, but I, every time I go to say it, I know that's exactly what you're saying is right. I just I just can't get my head around it. It's kind of like when I say February, I forget the R. There's an R after a B. Hang on. Let's unpack this. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. No. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. There you go, I can say it. Defibrillator. That's easy. Yeah, and how, do you, how do you know that, Hannah? Who made you the right? Who made you the, who made you the god of calling something? I went to this little can... thing called school. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, Boom, Tish, Hannah. Let's send it somewhere. Uh, uh, Hannah calling, of course, from Tamarama. <laughs> Is that annoying you? Am I annoying you now, Hannah? I'm really trying to. Okay, well done. Right. <laughs> We've got heaps of calls. I don't, I don't care how you pronounce it. I'll just know I need one one day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be calling for it. Quick, defibrillator. Defibrillator later. Hervet, what's the word that uh, trips you up every time? Now, I think you'll be able to say it quite well. Um, it is. Brewery, brewery, brewery. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey brewery. tell us how it's done, mate. I am, uh, I'm a brewer, and I own a brewery. <laughs> brewery. Do, you to, do you want to come to my brewery? I'd love to come to your brewery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you are welcome. It's it's uh, called the Brick Lane Brewery. Can you say that for me, please? Brick Lane Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome anytime. Thanks, Matt. Matt's on the line. Hey, Matt, what's the word you can't say? Uh, hey. What's the word, buddy? Hello? Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm it sounds like you can't say any words at all. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you can you give I, us I, specifically I, the word? Uh, I, that's the exact word. Specific, I always... 
forget to put the S in front, so I'm trying to explain to people, and I just go, look, the Pacific reason I can't do this. <laughs> the Pacific, I know people who do that. Specifically. Specifically. On, like you're in the Pacific Ocean. Claudia's on the line. Claudia, what's the word you can't say? Uh, Claudia. Um, prosciutto. Oh, prosciutto. Prosciutto. Prosciutto, yeah. It, it's the ham. Mm. It's the ham. Oh, prosciutto, yeah. the ham. I'm yeah. thinking about the, the tomato yeah. and the garlic bread. Just yeah, have a crack at it. No, 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 it's, no, no, it's not the thing. No, it's not the bread with the tomato on, but it's, no. it's just the ham. Yeah. All right, could, could you say it? Say it, please. Well, I asked for parma ham. Because just I tell me. Pl- have a go at prosciutto. Go. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. No. <laughs> Thanks for coming, there. Claudia. Really good here, Claudia. Great. Tom's on the line. Tom, what's the word? Uh, yeah, hi, hi all. Happy Tuesday. Um, you too. Yeah, it's the one when you're sweating. Um, Perspiration. 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 Let him have a go. Perspiration. I can't. I've got a list in between. Perspiration. Perspiration. Pers- yeah, I give up. You know, I'm, you, I'm perspiring just listening to you. Trying <laughs> that to is Thanks, Tom. Michael, see us out. Michael, what's the word? Hello, I've been told I can't say wardrobe properly. <laughs> well, well, there's no such word as wardrobe. Yeah, wardrobe. We put your clothes. We put your clothes. He was on Simon Townsend's Wonderworld. The, the dog was Woodrow. Oh, Michael in what? Not Woodrow, Woodrow. <laughs> no, mate. Wardrobe. No, Michael. The lo- what, what have you ever read the book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? <laughs> no, I can't read. <laughs> I love these types of stories. They give us all hope that somewhere in a back shed, somewhere is a work of art worth a lot of money, or lying around abandoned is something ready to be discovered. And I tell you this because a cleaner has found a rare Australian coin valued at 40 grand what? under the carpet in a oh. home she was clearing out. 40 grand out of a house. Uh, she was giving the woman's house a refreshing deep clean when they ripped up the flooring uh, to find sheets of old newspaper and a rusty old penny. 40,000. Here is uh, her and her account. When we ripped up this carpet, I realised there is so much history in this house and this lady has lived here for her whole life. We found so many newspapers and even a penny that was valued up to $40,000. People have asked this question, so I just want to really quickly address it. We definitely did not keep the coin. You're an idiot. Uh, Why? (laughs) Why didn't you? Well, you'd keep the coin and you would you would fail to let them know you found the coin. <laughs> exactly. This is a, one of my favourite move, moves. And, uh, you should always watch this when you're, when you're reading this on the news. Uh, the cops have been doing it forever. They'll go, ah, $500,000 worth of, of cocaine was found today. Uh, <laughs> generally, that means like a uh, million dollars worth. Once, <laughs> once, once they've removed a certain section... I know criminal you, types who go, who go, you know what? I'm telling you, there were seven pounds of marijuana in that in that room, not the three pounds they're claiming. So maybe here the cleaners said she's found one penny yeah. worth $40,000, but may, I'm hoping, oh. have found another five and she's off to the races. This is, and you hear this so often, someone has a, what, what do you call those, you know, where you... You get Med- rid of everything in your... Oh, like a garage. A garage, garage, a garage sale. sale. 
Oh, that guy can't say garage. <laughs> Who said? Her <laughs> name's Kia Kate. Kat, Kat, Kat you ever was, had a garage sale? I've had a ga- garage sale. Oh. <laughs> a garage sale. Carpet a garage sale. <laughs> so there it is. But uh, what you, you find, someone finds an old painting, it turns out to be a Picasso lithograph or something, and it's now worth $10 million. I love this. Story. Has anyone here found anything? Tash, what have you found in your travels? I love a garage sale, but I'm also yeah. one of those people that might drive by, you know, when they put all their trash out on the side of the road. Oh, come on. Oh. You are. No, sometimes you can see a Too beautiful piece. No way. No way. That's why I've got love and protect, because we love and protect old furniture. Uh, so there might be like a good little t- so someone else's so trash is someone's treasure. You're a scavenger. Yeah. You do that in good areas, though. That's Look, it's been a rough couple of years. <laughs> Not that right. Cat, have you found anything of value? Well, my uncle loves to get the metal detector out on oh, Manly Beach, and he so then cute. sells what he finds at the Manly Markets. And he found an engagement ring worth about fifteen grand that he sold at the Markets. Not at the Markets. Well, there you go. What's that? Now, is, did, he, did he get the fifteen thousand dollars for it? Like no, but I don't no. think he cared. He, he no. Is that one-off? Is, is it a one-off or is he finding stuff all the time? He's got like, you know, one of those jewellery um, box setups at the markets and there would be about 50 pieces in there. That was just the most valuable. It's unreal what he makes. All right, MG, what have you found that's of value? Well, when I was a youngster, I used to consider myself a, a waxhead. Um, I used to travel from Mount Druitt to Cronulla Beach and uh, we'd go to the beach. And as I was walking um, out of the beach to go to the train station, I found a moray boogie board. What? More, they a were moray boogie the board. Hot stuff oh, the hottest. The hottest. Back, oh. back in the mid 80s, this was Slick hot. Back. And, oh, man, I, and guess what? Sneed. I just found it and walked off with it. <laughs> it was someone else. Stealing? Okay, okay, I think we're calling stealing. stealing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's finding something down the back shed. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I think we might have crossed the line here. MMG. And by the way, when you said you found a boogie board, I thought you were in a Chappelle Court yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, well, there you go. One, two, three, five, three. What have you found or discovered that's worth a lot of money to you? Uh, Ian, what did you find uh, while you were renovating your house? Uh, besides finding some war memorabilia in the roof, I found seven and a half thousand dollars in grey ghosts in the old Yo fifties. Oh no. man, the old uh, the old grey nurse, hundred dollar notes. You know what? That'll be the proceeds of crime. But uh, I would re- reinvest it in the same. Um, seven thousand five hundred. How do you spend it? When you find something like that, you got to spend it frivolously, right? Oh, I was hoping to, but unfortunately, the wife got hold of it, and that was it. Oh. What? She gave it in, or she spent it? Spent it. No, oh, no, she spent it. We kept oh, good. It. <laughs> There's no way it was getting handed over. No. no. Well, um, no that, that's the attitude, Ian. That's what I like to hear. Kaz, what did you find? I, I found, um, I was on the front, a, a junk pile, you know, someone was moving out, and they put all their rubbish out, and I found a nice little mirror, furniture piece, and I went, oh, I'll grab that. And then as I walked past, there was um, a minted blue wallet with what I thought was a dollar coin. But it actually yeah. turned out to be a $200 coin. 
What? 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 I've never seen a two hundred dollar coin. Think there's any such thing? Neither yeah. had I. And I put it in the drawer for like months, and then I was tidying the drawer out, and then I opened it again, and it actually said two hundred. And I looked it up, and it was worth about eight hundred dollars. Oh, oh yes, man. You want to be careful. Keep that somewhere safe, or else uh, one of your <laughs> idiot friends will pop it in a vending machine for a packet of burger rings <laughs> or something, and, and the address? whole thing's gone. All right, Kaz, look after that. Dale's on the line. Dale, what did you find? Hey, well, I uh, rented a house, and I yep. found $8,000 in $100 bills in oh, a cupboard. Are you Ian's, are you Ian's Ed, brother? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> $8,000... In one hundred dollar bills, hundred dollar bills, in the cupboard of the rental. Absolutely. And, and then, what uh, happened with that? Well, I took the morning off work. And then <laughs> I thought if there's eight thousand and hundred dollar bills, there's got to be more. So I searched the whole house and found nothing. Yes, and, I, and... with that eight thousand dollars, I bought my youngest daughter a car and bought but... myself a new tailor-made driver. Oh, oh, money wow. spent wisely. As I just said in the previous call, yep. spend it frivolously and spending it on a driver. Well, you'll remember that every time you hit it. Well done, Dale. Ed's on the line. Ed, uh, yeah, what'd you find? What'd you find? Oh, it wasn't me. It's our son. Um, he's a civil engineer. And during yep. some civil work, he got a call from one of the guys and said, you better come over here. He goes over to look at the site and they dug up a truck, a full tipper. Far out. Wow. What, from a landslide yep. or something? How did they get buried? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I think it was one of those types of jobs. And, oh, um, the old... Yep. Oh. Yeah. Well. Okay, I think we've probably pushed this yeah, as far I think as so as too. Should we go? I think Well so. done, everybody. Well done. Love it all. <laughs> we have great callers. And we love being joined live in the studio by a good friend, at least of mine and soon to be yours. We're talking about Titus O'Reilly. Uh, the brains behind uh, the Sports Bazaar podcast we do together. That's a worry. Which is going bonkers at the moment. <laughs> and so we welcome you to the radio show for the first time. Second time. Oh, second time. But second time. Yeah, yeah, no, it was last week. and It was the week before, but this week my world's been spinning because I woke up, opened the paper one morning while I'm in my uh, croissant and coffee. Yeah. So you've had a vasectomy, Mick. I made the papers, didn't I? And it was in the papers. I thought, That's geez, a slow news week. It really put me off my breakfast, I have to say. Sure. But uh, it reminded me of a story where you know the NCAA, which is the college, fo- yes. like the college football and basketball, they have a basketball tournament which is about to start called March Madness. It's the huge, huge thing. Anyway, it's it's all the college teams playing in a big tournament called March Madness, and they actually had to sue once a doctor's surgery who were putting ads in the paper with a term called vasectomy madness. <laughs> What? <laughs> Saying, come get a vasectomy and then recover. You can watch the basketball for the next. <laughs> it gives you an excuse to not go to work. Oh, I'd be up for a vasectomy, man. It's because, let me tell you, you are sitting around on the couch not doing a lot. So if you did time your vasectomy yeah. with a great sporting encounter, well, it's a win-win. Well, they got sued by the, the college association saying people could get confused, which I love the idea is... <laughs> You end up getting a vasectomy thinking you'd bought tickets to the basketball. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I love it. What's happening in your world? Well, we, we, this week we were talking about Peter Bowl, who was the you know the athlete, the runner who got caught with a an A sample said he had taken drugs. Incredible story. B sample said no, he, said he, he hadn't. hadn't. And we were saying this on the show. We we could hardly remember a an occasion where a B sample has actually got someone off. Yeah, that's right. And they said at the time, like every he said, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Everyone sort of went, Are you? Because no, has anyone ever really come out and said? I'm innocent. They always have an excuse. So I I dug out some of the great excuses of uh, when people have been caught. One of my favourites, this is from a guy in the Japanese billiards team. Okay. Who knew they took stuff? What's a performance enhancer for a Well, he was taking methyl testosterone, so sort of, you know, testosterone in a chemical form. He he was at, in front of the judges after he got caught and he screamed at them and thumped the table and said it was for improving his performance in bed and he screamed, my wife is entitled to be satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) So that was his excuse. The three women judges instantly cleared him. (laughs) (laughs) So so you've had all sorts of ones like that. That's quite a common one to claim. There was another guy, Dennis Mitchell, who was a US sprinter. He said that lovemaking caused his high testosterone. He said that, a sprinter. Right. Yeah, he said the night before he'd had five bottles of beer and made love to his wife at least four times because it was her birthday and the lady deserved a treat. <laughs> oh, he what was a... uh, birthday bonking. Him. <laughs> and so, there was another one, a Dutch cyclist, and he, uh, Adrian van de Pol, he tested positive for strychnine in 1983. So strychnine, we've discussed this before. It's a poison. If yeah. you take it in the correct dosage, can help. It can, it well get it wrong and you're cooked. We're not telling people to take strychnine, but it, it's it's <laughs> it will give you a little like uh, it will give you a little boost. But the thing is, he claimed when he was tested positive, he said that it came from his fart from his father-in-law's racing pigeons. That had been made into a pie. <laughs> We're going through great excuses from drug cheats. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and you'd have to throw in the Tour de France, wouldn't you? And this is off the back of Peter Bowl, of course, who who, who got off. He got the off with the B sample. So uh, excuses we've heard. We've already gone to the world of billiards uh, and others. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. Well, what, Tour de France, of course. Tyler Hamilton, who who was who raced with. Uh, Lance Armstrong. Yes. yes, he got caught once having someone else's red blood cells in his body, which they. What used, do you mean? They used to inject other people's red blood cells into you; it would boost your oxygen, and so he... you could get more red blood cells than normal. <laughs> right? You know, who hasn't done that right after yeah, a night out? But uh, sure. So he got caught with it, and his excuse that he gave at the time was because he had a vanishing twin when he was in the womb. The twin had died, and he'd absorbed the twin. <laughs> This is what he said, and he went with it for years until eventually he came out and admitted he doped the whole time, and yeah, that wow. the doctors had come up with this excuse to give him. That's a beauty. Uh, so the, another one is the problem of if a whole team gets caught taking drugs. You know, oh, this yeah. is it's easy if it's one person. They say sure. I ate something or I did something. There was a, a German one, uh, lady who got caught, and she said she'd eaten a contaminated pork burrito. So, you know, you can come up with stuff like that. but That'd be my excuse. Yeah. But <laughs> and unbelievable. And, yeah, I, I'd do that knowingly. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of chemicals in that burrito. Yep. That's why I eat them. Uh, so, North Korean soccer team, the whole team went oh. down, caught drug cheating. So, the way that the North Koreans explained it is while training, they'd all been struck by lightning. 
<laughs> and had been given deer musk glands to recover, which is a traditional ah. Chinese. So traditional Chinese medicine is often used as an excuse. As perhaps, an excuse. perhaps my favourite in terms of excuses and twists and turns was there's a guy called Christoph Dahm, who in 2000, he was a soccer coach. Yes. And the German Football Association said, you're be, we're going to appoint you to be the head national coach of Germany. Huge job. Yeah, absolutely. Gets announced. He hasn't started yet. The German tabloids immediately announced that he has been taking part in cocaine fueled orgies. Okay. So okay. not looking good for him. So he says, this is absolutely untrue. I'll even submit my hair for drug testing to prove that this is not true. Yep. Which he does, and the results come back positive. <laughs> 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 to which he says, that's not my hair. Denies it's his hair. <laughs> Before finally admitting that it was actually him and he'd been doing everything they'd say. He was facing jail time, so he fessed up and yeah. lost the job. He'd never even coached a single day. Yes, but he went down in a time-honored tradition. <laughs> if you're going to go down, it may as well be that rather than deer antler or whatever you said. Well, what I love is like the confidence in going, you can test my hair. Knowing full well, you idiot. He's gone. <laughs> At what point? Uh, there was another one, another person. He, his name was Dieter Baum. He was a five thousand meter gold medalist. He claimed that his positive test for testosterone was the result of someone spiking his toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> Who would have the time and the energy to spike your toothpaste? It's just always, you know, never. So never believe. That's why no one ever believes them. And so Peter Bowles probably the first person in history who said, "I'm not guilty." And has yeah. actually, and actually been. not been guilty. <laughs> it's a it's a great story, uh, one and all. Uh, MG, I know you were keen. You you were keen on our John Daly podcast, were you not? Did you Loved did you have it. some questions for the team? Well, I think the more I love about it is that you know I've got a son who's you know kind of trying to do what I did in footy. You know, trying to go through the ranks and yes. he's like John Daly's young bloke who wanted to follow his son and yeah, he's uh, a good golfer. It worked out because he got a a good golfer, but he also got a, uh, a an endorsement with. Hooters like his dad. <laughs> well, that was part of a father-son deal, was it not? Yeah, no, John Daly's been sponsored for years by Hooters. And then he said, <laughs> which is just brand alignment 101. And then uh, his son, who's got good, they announced a few years ago, he's also being sponsored. And John Daly said, this is fantastic because when it comes to Hooters, we just love the food. <laughs> Uh, there it is. The John Daly two-parter was extremely popular. This week, can we talk about, uh, just before you go, out the podcast, How Sports Bazaar, is about the early days of boxing. And people, I, I tried to tell MG about this before, but spitting and biting were legal. Yeah, kicking. you could spit, bite, kicking on the ground, kneeing. You could do anything, you know, <laughs> yeah, you eye could, gouging. You could, you could bring weapons. Yeah, I mean, they... They didn't just bring back the biff. It was it never left in the early days. <laughs> That's my type of fight, baby. <laughs> so it's all about the early days. This is pre Queensbury rules, and if you if you like a bit of pugilism, you'll like this podcast, Sports Bazaar. Get it uh, wherever you get your podcasts or on Listener. And uh, thanks for coming in today, Titus O'Reilly. See you soon. Thank you. Next, we're talking about King Charles's coronation. A few stars have said no to performing. We've got a couple of suggestions that they might want to consider. It's Mick and MG in the morning on Triple M. Uh, the coronation concert is not working out as he would like. Major stars are turning down requests to perform. Um, it's been a huge blow. Adele and Ed Sheeran, both, no thanks, can't help wow. you. And I mean, mm. 
I'd say that's the first time Ed Sheeran said no to anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, you know what I mean? He, he played a lute in Game of Thrones for 10 seconds. I mean... Come on, he's not choosy. No. He was in the movie yesterday as well. He, he's, he's everywhere. He uh, he doesn't mind getting it out, but uh, even he's gone, no, that's not a good look for me. Um, so we're starting to think he could be in trouble, uh, the king. And the coronation, and by the way, Titus has joined me. Uh, he's still joining us in the studio because you had an interesting fact about the ki- the king's uh, crown. Well, when he, when, Prince, when he became Prince of Wales back in 1969, he was given a new crown because the other crown had been nicked by his grandfather who stood down as king and went to Europe. So they literally needed to design a new crown from scratch. That's a knock one up. In, yeah, it's called, in the prin- it's called the Prince of Wales Coronet. And it's sort of, they said, we want a futuristic design. So the design had sort of this little ball on top of it and they didn't know how to make it. Because they have to like electromagnetic attach gold to something. So it's a ping pong ball. So if you Google the image on on the top of his crown from when he was Prince of Wales is a is sits royally is the Powerball straight from Thailand. <laughs> you can coronate him and win Powerball all in the same title. Hey guys, we need some suggestions as yes. to what what we can do. MG, I know you could oh. help him out with well, who, who, musical acts. Who should go? Well, he's the king, so I'm going along with the king theme. I've got a couple here. Um, one of my favourite bands of the '80s was Go West, and they had this song. <laughs> That's my favourite my favorite phrase of the show this year, uh, MG saying one of my favourite bands in the 80s was Go West. It doesn't ring true no. to me. Who else? This, this has got to be the one they play. And I think Peter Garrett, get your ass over there, my man, because they, they need some oils. Not bad. I think we should go in a different direction. Okay. And I think we should, uh, he, sh- he should make a statement <laughs> and get it out. And maybe uh, approach a band like, I don't know, Slipknot. Oh. <laughs> 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 that would be good. Uh, you could put Camilla in one of their film clips and be just as haunting. <laughs> what about, what about some nine inch nails? Oh. <laughs> Lord. Here it comes. <laughs> you haven't got Camilla. Not on that. Not on that instance. What about you, Tash? Have you brought anything to the table? I want, uh, well, there's all the speculation about who's going to attend, of course. And yeah. with, I want Megan's half sister, Samantha, as MC. Well, that would be fun. Wow. That would be What's fun. Sing? I don't know what song. I just now, want to Prince, MC. Prince, Prince Harry could sing, couldn't he? Oh, didn't we, didn't we have a bit yeah. from his book? Yeah. No, not yet. Oh, we don't. No, but we do well, have this. We do have this guy. I've seen you with your hair down and your bare feet. Since Ed Sheeran can't be there. Uh, and Titus, did you have anything you wanted to hear? Well, going a bit different to mixed direction. I, I think something that classes up and lives up to the dignity of the moment. Yeah. Bit of Sir Mix a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like big <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, we'll see if we can find some Prince Harry so he can sing at the big coronation.
Have a good one. We are done and dusted for another day. A good show, guys. Great to have the whole team back together, up and running in good nick, I have to say. And we had some fun with the King's Coronation. We've given them lots of good ideas in lieu of Adele and uh, the little ranger. What's his name? Eddie, Eddie Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, who can't do it. Maybe you could substitute one ranger for another ranger and get Prince Harry to sing at Prince Charles' coronation because we know he can. If you've been listening to his talking book. He sang it with a twinkle and a smile, but he said no. He didn't want to be morbid. He chose instead your song. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put down in words how wonderful life is while you're in the world. Terrible. See you, mate. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> Task breaking news. We talked about this. They're about to be covered, uh, these two, in a uh, South Park episode. And that is never good news. If you ever hear, no. hey, guess what, guys? They're doing you in South Park. <laughs> then you're generally not going to be getting rave reviews from that lot. What's happening? Well, there's ongoing speculation, uh, which Harry and Meghan, it's interesting since all of this stuff's happened, they've disappeared. They've been out and, you know, haven't been out and about. Now there's ongoing speculation. Sources close to the couple are apparently considering legal action after this very damaging episode of South Park came out. And it's absolutely going to town on the couple. We don't have the audio, but we'll keep it for tomorrow. Show you Let's do it set. for tomorrow because anything that pokes fun at these two, <laughs> I good. am into. I really am over them both. Uh, you know, we should all respect their privacy. Which is, uh, yeah, exactly. They really want to be private people. That's right. So, here it is. Send them off on an island somewhere. With okay, we're done. What's on tomorrow? Uh, we've got lots of guests coming in this week. Uh, we've got Sam Pang in tomorrow because obviously he's going to be joining oh, you bar, in the baby. front bar tomorrow night on okay. Channel 7 at 8.30. So looking forward to having Sam Pang in. He's always a joy. All right. Cannot wait. Bye. Adios.